despite being an award-winning singer, songwriter, author, and coach, life has not always been easy for Elliot. As a survivor of child abuse, he had to overcome a great deal and rediscover himself several times in order to become the man he is today. He is very accomplished, and you're going to learn all about him in just a few moments. He overcame these obstacles, and he has not looked back. He is now channeling his wisdom into his memoir circle. So sneak peek, he will be having an episode on writing with authors. So stay tuned to learn more about his writing endeavors. Other takeaways from today's show will include making peace with your past, breaking free and welcoming more freedom, and saying no to being best friends with mediocrity. There is a lot in store. Get ready to level up your mental health. But before we do, let's learn how Elliot podcasts. Elliot, which platform do you stream your shows through? Typically uh, iTunes. iTunes, yeah, I am an Apple guy as well. When in the day do you find yourself listening to shows? I would say the most popular time is when I'm driving. So... That would be driving to the gym. And then LA is really spread out. So if I if I'm visiting any of my friends, it's like a it's a good hour. So um that's a good time to do it too. Yes, absolutely. Multitasking, finding ways to sneak it into your schedule, sounding like a true entrepreneur at heart, usually in the cars when he listens to it. You heard it from Elliot. Now get ready to learn all about his mental health journey. Thank you for joining us as it is once again time to talk all things mental health, as this is a mental health break. I am your host and author of the books, Mental Health Week, and Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Vincent A. Lancey. You can find me at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube to learn more about me, or on my website, vincentalancey.com. If this is your first episode with us, Each week, I sit down with a mental health advocate or professional from all around the world to help you on your journey. We all have a different why relating to mental health, and my why came after suffering a traumatic brain injury. You will learn Elliot's in just a few moments. Before I bring him on, I'd like to share that this episode is brought to you by Tampa Counseling and Wellness dedicated to helping individuals looking to positively transform their lives through compassionate counseling and wellness coaching. If you struggle with depression, anxiety, or other mental health issues, call today for a free consultation, therapy that inspires change, and they work on a virtual basis and in person. Scroll down in the episode notes to find out their information. This week's guest is in rare company, as not many guests have the features on this show that entrepreneur show, and writing with authors. But as I mentioned before, the value is endless from today's guest. Of course, another product of networking, cold messaging. Elliot accepted my message, and now we are starting to do some work for the better. He is an award-winning singer, songwriter, a business and personal development coach, and author of the book Circle, Letters to My Younger Self. As a survivor of child abuse, Elliot is channeling his wisdom that he gained into his memoir. I'm looking forward to learning more about that today and so much more. He takes readers on a journey from his boyhood as an abused, unhappy, frightened child to adulthood, where he learned to recognize, honor, and trust all of the gifts life has bestowed on him. 
He's got a passion for giving back to his story, and he's about to share it with you right now on this show. Elliot Popkin, thank you so much for joining our mental health community. Thank you so much. That was such a nice intro. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you very much for coming on. I do appreciate your time, and our audience does too. Can you give them a little preview of you, who you are on the personal side before we dive into mental health talk? Yeah. Um, well, I definitely think I am uh, that my life has been a journey, and I'm a sum total of, of my experiences. So, as um, my childhood was one that what did have a lot of challenge in it, uh, my father was an addict and was physically abusive to me towards most, uh, for most of my childhood. And then my mom had uh, cancer. She passed when I was 15. So I think the combination of all of that, there was just a lot of life lessons and rearing uh, growth that didn't necessarily occur. Um, I found, I showed a lot of promise in the music industry um, as a teenager and young adult, but I think I sabotaged a lot of opportunities. I didn't know how to build relationships. I pushed people away um, personally and professionally. And so that is really what the book is about. It's about that journey of understanding, um, not necessarily staying in this idea of just being a victim. Um, I think we could easily look at our lives and the stuff, the challenging things we went through and just kind of blame that. But as you know, someone who is approaching middle, middle age, I guess, um, I wanted to just know what freedom felt like. And I think writing this book was my first attempt at that. Well, I'm looking forward to reading it. I'm looking forward to hearing more about your writing journey, but I'm also looking forward to learning all things Elliot. Of course, as you can agree, the more spoken about types of mental health disparities, anxiety, depression, things like that. Which areas did you come across the most or do you still experience? Probably I would say um, anxiety. I'm someone that... Um, I do talk about this in the book. I used to be one of those people who, and this is still something that can come up for me today. I do this thing where I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't need anyone's help. I don't need uh, people supporting me. I don't need, uh, I can just do everything on my own. That really does not work. And what I've learned, especially as a professional, there's certain things I am inherently good at and have received and, and been trained in for many, many years. But there's so many things that other people are gifted at. And so if I can just surround myself with a bunch of people that know way more than I do about things, that's actually a true level of success and probably even a true level of happiness too. Finding your happiness, it's different for everyone. Everyone is going to define that differently, but making moves in the direction towards happiness is something we should all strive to be doing every day. Your mental health improves when you do things that make you happy. If you like doing something, you're going to be in a good mood. You're going to be smiling. If you do things you're good at, you're going to gain your confidence. Little things like that we can be aware of to overall improve our quality of life. Thank you for touching on that so early in the show. What was that moment where you first decided to start doing things related to mental health advocacy, whether it be sharing your story, perhaps some music relating to it? Yeah, so at that point in my life, I had been, um, I had released my second album and I toured the country. I had a few music videos on TV. It was very exciting. And then, like many people, um, I had invested a lot into real estate and just, you know, watched it go. Um, so that was the moment, um, you know, financially, I had a, a very challenging time for a certain period of my life where. I did lose all my properties. Um, 
I had three car repossessions. I slept in my car and then I slept on friends' couches. So I was walking home from the bus one night and um, I just kind of said out loud to God, like, why do I have to go through all this just to focus on you? And then God's answer was, well, did you? And I really didn't think God talked like that, but um, it was just so, it was like one of my friends talking to me. And I just said, I just, I'm so afraid to make money again because I think I'm going to make another mistake with it. And once I said that, that was really the moment. Um, I went home. I wrote the book in about four days. I didn't necessarily know I was going to write a book. Um, but once I started, um, the idea of the book is uh, it's about my life. And at the end of each chapter, I write a letter to that version of myself saying everything I would have wanted to hear at the time. That's so, cool. Yeah, it was so cathartic. And, um, and I realized I had been still hanging on. This is where anxiety comes into it. I had been hanging on to so many messages and there was so much anger and resentment for me about what I had gone through, but I had never really dealt with it. Kind of a lot of denial. Yep, yep. So um, that was really the turning point for me was that moment of writing the book. So when you got to that point, there was no other place to go, right? You had to find ways to, to make it happen. You had to find ways to rebound and get your head in the right place. What tips can you give our audience of things you did to improve your mental health there when you had these horrible things happening, when you were sleeping on the bench, when you were, as you said, a different point of your life, a tough couple of years? What worked for you? What were some things that improved your mental health and that you can offer that to our audience? Yeah, I mean, I think each of us might have a different moment of what rock bottom looks like. Mm -hmm. That was mine. Um, but there were so many gifts in the moment too, because I had all those distractions, you know, all that stuff on paper that I thought made us successful or important or happy. When all of that was removed, I, um, I was able to start the process to begin to focus on what was actually really important and what my definition of success was and what happiness was. And so I was, uh, on public assistance for a total of eight months. I got $192 a month, which was amazing at the moment i ate very well based on that and i just started this process of figuring out what's important in my life and what are the healthiest people the healthiest examples in my life and i just started focusing really for the first time i would say a true version of focus i think we live in such a fast-paced society with social media mm -hmm. and everyone's just on the go and um to just take a step back in life and have everything, everything was removed for me. I think focus was the biggest thing. You put a little effort towards it. You really focus in on something. The impossible can happen. He is living proof of how hard work can change your life. He's battled back. He's an award-winning songwriter. He just shared his vulnerable moments to help you on your journey. The sky is the limit. Dedicate yourself to your passion and you will come back you shared what worked for you now i want to hear what you plan on doing in the future to raise awareness of mental health wonderful question um i think um my book is a for me it's a wonderful vehicle to be able to begin the discussion there's still so much stigmatism in in um our society about you know especially for men this idea that like i just have to be the super human strength um and recognizing that there is a lot of strength and power in being vulnerable and explaining who I am and how I feel. And then I also realized with the process of going through the tough time that I 
that I did go through is that it helped me appreciate what why I'm here and what my purpose is. And if part of my purpose, um, and this really even goes into the work that I do as a business coach too. If I know what it's like to really struggle, I can absolutely be very hands-on with other people and help them in ways that I didn't necessarily get help myself. So it has become pun intended, like a full circle moment for me to realize maybe this is some of the reasons of why I went through what I went through to be in this position today in my life where I can just help lift other people up. You don't see at the time, even me getting hit by a car, of course, where the hell would the brightness be in that? But now on my journey, I'm doing something I wouldn't have been doing, raising awareness for mental health, writing books for kids, these things I'm doing. This all came out of this experience. Life gets challenging, but you can either sit and soak or you can make something of it. Today's guest is thriving. He And like you said, their firsthand experience goes a long way. You experiencing those things firsthand, you can give different advice than someone who has not walked that road. Oh, big time. I, uh, I always tell people up front, I don't have an MBA. I learned how to do business literally by, by doing it and making a ton of mistakes. And so how I approach uh, coaching is, I think it's just much more, I use terms that I think that everyday people can really understand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much more approachable. And um, I think that's how I approach how I approach life too, to just understand it on its most simplest terms. And that's when I think life starts to become magical. Make it simple. Keep it simple. Don't stress yourself out. I am guilty of that from time to time. We all are. But be <laughs> conscious of it. What? Don't mind. Yeah. Still. You got to just do your best to improve every day. Small steps in the right direction. No major shifts. Small changes day by day lead to big increases. I think it couldn't be a better time to get into this week's Spotlight Story. If this is episode number one with us, at the end of each show, my guest and I go over the mental health journey of someone famous because I want to let you, the listeners, know you are not alone. It does not matter how much money someone has or how they look from the outside. The inside could be on the opposite. And today's story is on someone I could have sworn I've done because we've done so many episodes, but we have not. Tyler Perry, someone who's laughing from the outside, but we're going to learn what he endured to get to where he is today. So he slept in his car. He was brutally physically abused at the hands of his father and severely sexual abused at the hands of several adults growing up inside and outside of the home. He said in this article, he never felt safe. I, I, the traumatic childhood shares his personal story of strength, power, and ultimately triumph. Here's some, um, some quotes from when he sat down with Oprah in a picture he's holding. This is a picture of him in front of a Christmas tree. He says, that's hard for me to look at. I feel like I died as a child. To endure the violent beating, shouting, and name-calling, he used his imagination to escape. He remembers running to the park. What do you take away from his story? Maybe since you heard the story before, you have something else to add. I didn't know those specifics of his story. Um, I do know that he struggled um, and was sleeping in his car while he was trying to get his plays uh, known. His level of of willingness to grow and his trajectory of success is absolutely amazing. And I find it so inspiring. Um, I think each of our journeys is our own. So I, I will say one of the things 
he touched on that um, I experienced as well is this idea of imagination that as, as a child, we don't have the capacity to understand why something bad might be happening to us. So we kind of disassociate because it's a defense mechanism because we just do not, we cannot handle the pain. It's too much in the moment. So that is something actually, when I was just sharing a few minutes ago about saying I'm fine, that's exactly what I did in life. So long as I don't talk about this, maybe all these challenging bad things didn't happen. And then I realized later as an adult, it, I was kind of forced to just deal with them. You think back to when you're a kid, just like what you remember, how much of what you remember are you, is what you're remembering accurate? Because again, you don't have the capacity to connect the dots on a lot of areas. Elliot, thank you for that analysis and the whole episode. I want to thank you so much for taking the time coming on a mental health break, sharing your knowledge and wisdom. Some things I had put down, you rebounded from losing your properties, repossessed cars, and now you're a coach. You're helping people through firsthand experience. There's not many better ways to learn. Even in entrepreneurship, you fail 99 times out of 100 in all of your assorted tests. Eventually, you learn how to do things a little bit better. You mentioned surrounding yourself with healthy people. Very, very important. As we get older, people's interests are not always aligned that you hang out with from high school, college, what have you. Surround yourself with people who could help you grow, but more importantly, you can help them grow too. Mutually beneficial friendships. What's your last word going to be? It's going to be tough to follow up a great episode here, Elliot. I would just encourage each listener to be themselves. I think we each are brought here with inherent gifts to celebrate. And I would just tell each person to be you. I love that. You were born original. Be an original. Now, where can everybody find you, your music, your book, you name it, All Things Elliot? Yeah, so I, I went through a rebranding of sorts. So All Things Elliot are in one place. Nice. So there's not eight, I used, you know, God knows yeah. how many social media pages yeah. I have. But um, everything's just, uh, my website is my name, ElliotPopkin.com. Elliot's one of everything. It's E-L-I-O-T and then Popkin, P-O-P-K-I-N.com. And they can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. Same, just my name, Elliot Popkin. Elliot, thank you for sharing that, everyone. Be sure to say hello. Check out his content and his book. We are at a mental health break on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. But on Twitter, the character limit made me change my name. So we were at Podcast by Lancey. I'm at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media, as well as YouTube. And my website is vincentalancey.com. Mental Health Week and Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health are live. They are on Amazon, so you can prime it to you tomorrow. Thanks for checking out the show, and we'll see you next week on a mental health break. 